0: if this doesn't work out, how much worse can my life get? Welcome to The Blueprint, guys. I'm your host, Chika Chukadebello. And today's episode features the beauty entrepreneur, Malik Thiel. She's the founder and CEO of Curlbox, a beauty subscription business where customers pay a monthly fee for the curation of new hair care products for curly girls. Now I know, some of you may be thinking, I don't have curly hair, or I'm not trying to create a subscription business, but trust me, don't check out just yet. We purposefully try to release episodes that have takeaways for everyone regardless of what your particular path is. And I think you'll find that today's episode is no different. My leaks journey to entrepreneurship started with a set of less than perfect circumstances.
1: I started Curlbox Oh my gosh, Um, we are coming up on our three year anniversary. So I would say I started working on it um, about eight months before I launched it. And I was maybe 31 at the time. So I was kind of like just over that hump of turning 30, like that strange space that you go to, like I'm not in my 20s, but I'm still not really grown yet. Um, And I've tried a career or two, and I'm still not really fulfilled. And I was I was at a low point, meaning um, I didn't I had moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta to live with a guy and things didn't work out and so I had just kind of moved out and in moving out I had nothing. So um, I had limited furniture. I mean I remember going and buying a can opener. I mean it's those the kind of things that you're like, geez, I have nothing. <clears throat> but there's something about there's something about having nothing that gives you the the kind of takes away the fear of failing you know you're kind of like what do I have to lose at this point like I don't even have a can opener.
0: And it's in this low place that true inspiration hit my leak. Through the beauty press is how I got the
1: idea through the beauty press and through the um, online press and the app press is how I sort of got the culmination of the idea to do something beauty focused. and the main thing was for it to be beautiful because I've always felt that hair care products and the hair experience for women of color, black women specifically, it just was never as glamorous as I felt like it should be considering the amount of money that is spent in this space, you know? It's like, imagine if you bought Gucci products and you walked into the Gucci store and it was horrible. That's kind of our experience. We're spending hundreds of dollars, you know, on a service or on products without the glamour or attention that it deserves.
0: Now, for a lot of entrepreneurs, getting started can be the hardest part. The imagination works overtime thinking about all the things you have to lose by starting a new venture. But when there is nothing to lose, there's also nothing holding you back from making bold moves
1: having nothing while it appeared to be one of the hardest points in my life it gave me it was the freedom you know i wasn't attached to anything i didn't I know what it's like. It it took away my fear as a business owner today is that I do what feels good to me and I don't do things because I have a fear of losing everything. You know, a lot of times people make decisions based on, well, I'm living here. Everybody knows this is where I live. I drive this kind of car. I dress like this. I eat there. That was, that was gone. So once that's gone, it's like, well, what do I have to lose? Like the, I, I remember saying to myself, like if this doesn't work out, How much worse can my life get?
0: So once she settled on the fact that she was gonna make this company happen, everything around her started coming together to help her out in ways she never would've imagined.
1: People don't know this, but my logo, i was at the tire shop like i was getting my tires changed because they always seem to be going flat and i was talking to a friend that designed you know logos for a lot of my clients and she and i were just talking catching up like I haven't heard from you in a while so i was like yeah i'm getting my tires changed and i've got this idea for this company i'm trying to get the logo done but it's just not working and i had tried like a lower priced company because i just it was like i can't afford to spend a ton of money on this i don't have it And so she was like, well, what are you thinking about? So I was telling her what the company would be and what I was looking for. And so she was like, well, send me like your inspiration like mood board. So I did, I went home and I sent her, you know my inspiration and mood board. And she literally emailed me back the curl box logo that day, two versions. The exact, she, she sent me one with the gold curl pink box and pink box gold curl. That was it and so she was like and then she emailed me and was like hey girl if this ever takes off you know just shoot me like don't worry about paying me just you know if it ever takes off just shoot me some money same thing for the photos we used on the site Um, a guy that went to college with me is a photographer in a uh, music video producer pretty popular and so I reached out to him to be able to use three photos so I I he was like I was like what do I owe you for the use of these photos he was like nothing like just use them so when I tell you that like every it's like when they say when you take this when you step out the universe conspires like to make sure that it happens like I said I, I could go on and on with the way like everything just seemed to fall in place like it literally it was so flawless it was scary
0: but it wasn't all perfect. Early on, there was a lot of controversy over customers' expectations of Curlbox. The war played out on social media and customers aired their grievances on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Handling that criticism was a learning experience for Malik.
1: The storms really came um, by way of the sort of reaction of a lot of women online when I started the company. I started it purely from a space of like, um, goodness, you know, like wanting to be able to help women and, you know, reaching out to a lot of brands that haven't necessarily marketed to women of color are afraid to market to women of color because of how vocal we can be. And, um, I, for the, I got firsthand experience, um, in people and, really kind of mistreating me and so I didn't really understand that at first like it baffled me that you know I had sacrificed all this time and all made all this effort and try to introduce something to the space that was really beautiful and i would get like um i would wake up in the morning and i would have like people tweeting me um craziest things ever you know terrible things about me i would have people commenting on my instagram about how terrible i was and i would have people doing youtube videos which still exist about how i was a thief and i was this and that and i don't know that you can ever be prepared for it and i remember that i would like watch celebrities and and you know see them say things like you know you'll never understand what it's like to be on the other side of someone talking badly about you until it's you and you know these are complete strangers (laughs) and you're like how is this happening and it seems like it never stops and um You know, my first reaction was the worst reaction where I just kind of clapped back. I was angry. I was upset. Um, You know, like there are some celebs that we know today that do that. And then um, I just, you know, I went to... I decided to go get some professional help. I checked into psychotherapy, and the therapist was just like... Help me understand that this is not about me like people writing me negative things like that is not about me That is about them. You know, it's like what you say says more about you than the person and, and it took it I did not really understand that and so I began to have some sympathy for those people And so when people do that even to this day, you know If they write me something or if they say something, I'm kind of just like, oh, you know I feel bad for them that that they are feeling this way about me in their life because you know They really don't know me. They just know they know what they think they know, and so I can't get upset with people who are judging me based on you know 140 characters or a photo or you know anything like that. So,
0: yeah. After taking a long, hard look at herself, leak realized that some of her own behaviors were what was holding her back.
1: What I've learned over time is um, is how to deal with people when I don't like what they've done, you know, I was the queen of the cutoff. And I'm not gonna say that everybody, like that cutting people off is not, you know, some people need to be cut off. But I think, you know, what I would do is sort of, I was silencing myself, and I didn't realize that, is that I was basically taking away my own voice. And and just kind of cutting people off, I wasn't saying this hurt me, or this made me feel this, or you know, all the things that I probably could have said and maybe maintained some relationships or maybe um, gotten a little bit further. And so I think that at this age I've learned to do that is to say, I don't like this, you know, or versus just saying like, I'm never talking to this person again, I'll replace them. You know, I was that, I was definitely that girl.
0: Her experiences over the last 10 years have taught leak the importance of treating those around you well
1: now today at 35 I think that when you've had the experience of being at the absolute bottom in terms of like a career space and you and you were humble in that space you can appreciate um, every single thing you can appreciate every experience that you have and you can also um, it makes me a great business owner because I know what it's like to be an assistant, so I try to treat my assistant well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to treat her very well. Um, I'm also very hard on her, but I try to treat her well because there are places that I felt like I could have been treated better. I probably would still be assist- an assistant if I was treated better.
0: Now that she's become a mentor to other young women, she takes that role very seriously.
1: I try to help young women of color because I felt like I didn't get as much help from women that look like me. And so I feel like a lot of times women tend to feel threatened, you know, someone younger that's good is coming up under you and you feel threatened and so you try to tear them down
0: versus pulling them up and you know, they're gonna help you as you help them. The importance of her life's purpose was brought home after experiencing the most permanent kind of loss.
1: Right before I moved to Atlanta, it was probably the reason why I decided to move to Atlanta. I was working for um, Travis Barker, the tattoo drummer, and he had a plane crash. And my friend and co-worker, his assistant, died in that crash. And I remember saying to him, like, um, he had gotten married, I think, sort of like maybe eight months before. And he had just, his son had his first birthday, like a couple months before the crash. And... He had, he had finally had his first vacation after his wedding. Like he went on a honeymoon and I remember it was like his first like suntan like all over. And I remember seeing like a picture of him relaxing and I was like, dude, like you have got to do more of that. Like you are so good, but you have got to do more living. And he would just kind of be like, eh. and we would talk about it all the time. And after he died, I was like, now I've got to take my own advice because it wouldn't have been uncommon for me to be with him. I used to travel with the clients all the time. And so that was the moment where I was like, you know what, like, could have been there. Life flashes before my eyes. I saw someone who works his tail off and I should have, you know, I, it's something that I needed to take heed of, you know, and so that was the thing that kind of made me say You know what? Screw what people think about me and where I'm supposed to be and where I went to college and and what I look like And who my
0: husband is or isn't I gotta live this life And so I did Through her journey with Curlbox, Maileek has found an important piece of her life's purpose
1: I definitely feel like I found my purpose. I'm one of them anyway, and I think that uh my desire to help women in terms of like being and bringing beauty to their lives and encouraging trial because a lot of what CurlBox does is encourage women to try things that they probably wouldn't have so sometimes we get calls or we get emails or like or even people say i didn't think this was for me for me you know it's not in the section that you know the stores limit you to one section when it's like you can shop everywhere and so we try to bring all kinds of products that we know work that just aren't marketed to you or are not put on those few shelves. And so in starting with that in mind, I think that we have worked to change lives to just get people to be open about lots of other things. You know, it's like, what else have I walked past that I didn't think was for me? What else have I not done that I didn't think was for me? And being able to, I put myself out there as the founder of the company, because I wanted people to know that there was someone that looked like them that was putting this together for them. Um, And I just started to share my journey um, in hopes that anybody who had entrepreneurial thoughts um, could understand the process and not be afraid um, because there's nothing to be afraid of. And so I I think that is how I've kind of found my purpose in,
0: in service. We've heard it on this show before, the connection between being of service and finding your life's purpose. The more interviews we do, the more it's hard to deny their inextricable link. Now, I'm not saying that one causes the other, but they do seem to be found in the same place very often. What's been your experience? What gaps have you set out to fill only to find that you just may have found your life's purpose? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you had absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain? Tell us your story. Click on the Contact Us tab on our website, www.blueprintshow.com. You can also tweet us at ShowMeBlueprint or find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Blueprintshow. Now, if you want to make sure you never miss an episode of The Blueprint, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. If you like us, go ahead and give us your best rating and review. That's it for this episode of The Blueprint. From myself, Chica Chukudebelu, and The Blueprint Show producer, Sonata Lee Narciss, we wanna encourage you to keep drafting your blueprint. Tune in in two weeks where we'll hear from another visionary like yourself.